This program is part of Film Geek Radio. Visit filmgeekradio.com for more great shows. Hey, movie addicts, welcome to Cinema Fix, your stop for the purest, highest quality movie reviews on the block. I'm Andrew Johnson, and I'm joined today by my fellow dealer, Monica Castillo. Hello, Andrew. You're next, Monica. Does that mean that I won the lotto? Nope. You're next to die. Oh. Well... Your, your, your name's on the list here. That must be a mistake, because I'm not related to any rich white folk. Oh. You must have me mistaken for another Monica Castillo. <laughs> that must be it. That must be it. Yeah. You're definitely not on this list I have of rich white people who deserve to die. Yeah. Okay. Oops. <laughs> Easy mistake. I know. You, you make so much money as a freelance journalist, Monica. I know. <laughs> it's almost as much as a literature professor. <laughs> Oh, man, this is episode number 63 of Cinema Fix, focused on the movies You're Next and The World's End. If you're new to Cinema Fix, basically this is the show on Film Geek Radio focused on in-depth discussion of mainstream blockbuster films. We are here to satisfy your addiction to quality conversation about the movies, and each week we release an episode in two parts. The first part, which you're listening to right now, is a 10-minute long spoiler-free review of whatever films we're talking about. That way you can get an idea of what we thought about it and whether or not it's worth your time to check out. And the second part is a much more in-depth analytical discussion that does contain spoilers. So if you've seen the movie and you would appreciate that type of conversation about what works and what doesn't, definitely listen to part two. This week we're doing something a little bit different. This might be a first in the history of Cinema Fix. Uh, we couldn't decide whether we wanted to talk about Your Next or The World's End. So we decided to discuss both of them, and I think that that's probably going to work out well because there's a lot to talk about with both of these movies. So what we're going to do is first we're going to give some general spoiler-free thoughts on your next, and then we're going to do the same with The World's End. And then in part two, it's going to be the same format, just with spoilers. So if you only want to hear about one of those movies, you can find the time codes for for when we discuss each one by going to filmgeekradio.com or looking in the show description on iTunes or your mobile device. Let's start off with your next. Monica, why don't you go ahead and tell our listeners what this movie is about? Sure thing. Your Next was directed by Adam Weingard, and it follows the story of a family of a retired weapons designer when they gather at their country home to celebrate the father's wedding anniversary. But their dinner is suddenly interrupted by a group of masked strangers who seem intent on murdering everyone inside. One of the guests, however, intends to put up a fight. Monica, your next has had an interesting development process, or I guess I should say an interesting distribution process. Yeah. Because <laughs> it, it basically sat on the shelf for two years. I was at the Toronto International Film Festival when this movie premiered in 2011, and I heard good things about it, so I, I kept waiting for it to come out sometime last year, and then it never did. And now it's finally coming out. Two years later. Yep, and I caught it at South by this year, and it was actually really good to see it with a midnight crowd at the Draft House. I did not go to a midnight showing to see this film. I saw it the other day. I did see it at an evening showing, though, and it was a pretty pretty good crowd. I saw it once again for our review here um, in the at 2 o'clock in the afternoon with just a few scattered critics um, in the theater. 
and I think we mostly enjoyed it. So you've seen this movie twice. Yes, with totally different environments. <laughs> wow, you must really like it. I actually do. Okay, okay. Well, this is a home invasion horror film in mm-hmm. the vein of something like The Strangers, but it's it's a little bit different. So what did you like about this movie? I mean, I thought it was clever and creative, but with just the right amount of camp, but not too much in order to avoid being schlocky. Um, it was just right. I thought it was a good buildup of the tension. It was fun. And I thought it had a really interesting premise with the uh, final girl. Right. Usually in slasher films, there's one woman who stays alive to the very end. She's the final girl. But we can talk details in the next piece. <laughs> yeah, I agree. This movie does have a great final girl. Yeah. I'm not going to reveal who that is. No, no, no. And we could, t- we could definitely talk why it's such an interesting twist on the final girl concept in the next piece. So it sounds like you really like this movie. I went into this movie with high expectations because, like I said, it's been built up for me for the past two years. And I gotta tell you, I was a little bit let down. The hype monster got you? The hype monster got me. And also, the more I think about this movie, the more I'm just kind of disappointed by it. It's it's a well-made movie as far as horror films go. It's definitely not terrible. I mean, I've seen other stuff by Adam Wingard and uh, Simon Barrett, the writer, they've they've both done segments in movies like VHS. Um, I haven't seen the last film that they made together, A Horrible Way to Die, but I've heard decent things about that one. Your next just, it, it's a, a bit too standard, I think. While it does a few things that are interesting, it doesn't really do a whole lot to differentiate itself from other movies like this. And the more I think about it, the more I'm convinced there's some really disturbing political subtext going on in this movie. And we'll talk about that more in part two. That's our fight right there. I'm basically convinced that this is the ideological opposite of The Purge. And you are the only critic obsessed with The Purge. To be fair, I like The Purge not just for its political sentiments, which I will admit are very heavy-handed. You also like The Fountain, so my new theory is you like movies that start with the word THE in it. So your next is SOL. That could be it. Yeah, you know, I thought The Purge was actually had there was some really interesting stuff going on in The Purge just related to violence and how it presents violence and and violence in the media. I like horror movies that have subtext Mm -hmm. of some sort. Uh, I think horror's a great genre to make political statements or make some social commentary and i think there's some of that going on in your next i just can't quite figure out what exactly it's trying to say and what little i am picking up on it kind of disturbs me a little bit i think there's room for projection so it's also what you could put in there because i walked away with the feeling that this was a commentary on the American culture value of violence within families. So like how it's so normalized that the dad is a weapons designer and that the kids grew up in that environment. And then now it's become some sort of dissociative trait. That's really interesting. I hadn't thought about it like that. One thing that is interesting to note is that this movie premiered in Toronto around the same time as the Occupy Wall Street movement was really getting started. So you can't say that this film was directly influenced by Occupy Wall Street because it was obviously written and filmed before all Mm -hmm. of that happened. But I do think that it, it captured something 
that was going on in the zeitgeist at that time. I think there's this movie definitely has class politics on its mind. I mean, Marx has been around for hundreds of years now. Right. He wasn't just like brought up the last two. <laughs> right. So right. like class <laughs> politics have been a thing for a while. Like look at Russian cinema. It's a thing. Yes, you're you're totally yeah. right. So it's it's just kind of a interesting coincidence that it premiered around the same time as as Occupy. It's kind of appropriate, I think. I don't have a whole lot to say about this movie before we get into spoilers. I will say that I, you know, in just in terms of it being a well-made film, you know, I think it's well done. It's it's not really scary, and in fact, there's a lot of humor in this mm-hmm. movie, which I wasn't really expecting, but I, I kind of enjoyed. So I think if, if people are just looking for a decent horror movie, they, they just kind of want to go watch some people get killed, mm-hmm. relieve some stress, I definitely think you could do worse. There is a sense of tension in there. So there is like, there are those like jump out moments where you get freaked out. And of course, you know, they ratchet up the music in order to let you know that something's coming. So it builds up your anxiety. Like there's little things like that in there because it is part of the horror trope or the horror genre. So we almost expect that in there. I guess. I don't know. Maybe it's just because I've seen so many of these home invasion movies lately you know the purge was a few months ago i watched the strangers recently for the first time so maybe it's maybe i'm just kind of maybe it's some sort of american phobia that we are being invaded yeah by masked people hmm by unknown terrorists yeah and then this is the portrait picture of a white rich family as far as that whole subgenre goes i i just don't think your next really adds a whole lot to that to that genre no, it doesn't add or change anything drastic, but I think it's a good addition. Like, it's very well made. I think it was act- it was well acted. I also had fun because there's a lot of um, indie directors in there. Um, Amy Seamitz, Ty West, and uh, Joe Swamberg. Yes, yes. Adam Wingard, the director, he's one of several low-budget, mumble, core-ish horror filmmakers. They've got kind of their own little circle of friends and yeah. I like how he's cast some of his fellow filmmakers in this movie. And I, there's a part of me that thinks he might be trying to say something with that, and we can talk about that more in, in part two. So there, there's, oh, fun. there's some interesting things going on in this movie. I have a feeling I'm going to have more fun talking about it with you in part two than I actually did watching it. That's unfortunate, because I, I had a lot of fun with it. It's okay. I, w- I was sort of bored. I had a lot of fun with the movies this week, so... I guess that's a good time to jump into World's End. Yes. Because we just, we want to go into spoilers so bad, but we're not there yet. Yes, yes. Okay, so that, that'll wrap it up for our spoiler-free thoughts on your next. I wouldn't really recommend people go see it. I would, of course, highly recommend people go watch The Purge instead, but uh, Monica... Would... Nobody's going to watch The Purge <laughs> trying to make The Purge happen. Monica, would you recommend people go see your next? I would. It's a great follow-up to The Conjuring, which you also didn't like. You are a horror party pooper. I prefer The Conjuring to your next. Neither of them, I think, is particularly great. Maybe you're softer on The Conjuring because it starts with the word the. That, you, you might be onto something there, Monica. <laughs> <It's> actually, <laughs> your unknown bias. <laughs> now I'm going to start. Now I'm going to have that in the back of my mind whenever I go see a movie. I'm going to be like, oh, this movie. Doesn't have the word the at the beginning of the title. I probably won't like it. Hmm. Fast and Furious 6? Nope. Nope. Man of Steel? Nope. Sorry. 
The Purge, yeah. I'd watch that. <laughs> All right, well, let's let's talk about the other um, highly anticipated film that came out this weekend, The World's End. Monica, what is The World's End about? Is this another one of those really heavy, action-packed apocalypse movies? Eh, it's an Edgar Wright movie starring Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. <laughs> okay. It is the third film from the group behind Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz. It now follows Gary King, played by Simon Pegg, an alcoholic intent on reliving his youth by getting his old gang of friends back together and traveling to their old hometown to complete the Golden Mile, a mile-long pub crawl involving a dozen bars. But a quest for a good time suddenly becomes a desperate fight for survival when they realize the residents of the town are gradually being replaced by strange alien robots. So, it's a drinking movie, but also... A science fiction movie. Hmm. I'm not sure those two genres have ever been mixed. No, but they've totally been mixed in living rooms. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good point. <laughs> Anyone who watches Mystery Science Theater at home will understand. <laughs> Drinking games are great with science fiction films. <laughs> Here's a clip. We had ourselves a little idea. Did you know? Yeah, we're going to go back to Newton Haven. Why? For some unfinished business that's a joke right five guys 12 pubs 50 pints 60 pints <laughs> steady on your fucking alky i haven't had a drink for 16 years gary you must be thirsty then <sighs> but we can go back see the guys chew the fat it'll be just like it always was except this time we're going to finish this thing once and for all you have a very selective memory gary thanks you remember the friday nights i remember the monday mornings yeah that's why we're going back on a friday <sighs> Why do you think none of us live in Newton Haven anymore? Mm -hmm. Because it is a black hole. It's boring. It always was and it always will be. It's only boring because we're not there. It's pointless arguing with you. Exactly. So come. All right. This is part one of our conversation on The World's End. So we're just going to take ten minutes to give some brief general thoughts on the movie. I'm starting the clock now. Monica... Are you a fan of Edgar Wright and the other films in his Cornetto trilogy? Yes, I am. I also like their work together in Spaced, actually, the TV series they did. I actually have only seen a few episodes of Spaced. I've been meaning to, to go back and watch the entire series. I'm a big fan, obviously, because apartment living is such a part of my life right now. Well, what did you think of The World's End? Does it live up to Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz and Spaced? I think so. I think it's a perfect next chapter in their work together, and I really hope they collaborate again. Um, I thought it had a lot of quick wit, rapid-fire editing, and great performances from probably the best modern Laurel and Hardy duo out there. And it's definitely one of the highlights of my summer movie watching so far. I'm going to agree with you, Monica. This movie, the title begins with the... That's what it is. That's, you know what? Damn it, I found it. I found you out. <laughs> I really, really like this movie. Um, I like Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz, but I don't love them as much as a lot of people. I think The World's End may be the best of the three. I think it's definitely the most mature movie of the three and the most complex well, and layered. I would also hope so, since they've you know aged a little bit since Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, and in, in many ways, the three films in this trilogy sort of cover the same thematic territory. They're all about the importance of friendship. They're all about men kind of struggling to grow up, struggling to become adults. 
becoming more mature, learning not to be so lazy, innocent, selfish, selfish. Yeah. The world's end really does do some interesting things with those ideas. I was just, I was really struck by how much of a fine craftsman Edgar Wright has become. I love Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Um, yeah, I could watch that editing alone. Yeah, I think, I think Scott Pilgrim may be my favorite of all his films, and uh-huh. he should have won an Oscar in editing for that. And, and here I noticed it again, just every cut in The World's End feels so perfect. It's like supposed to be there. It's not an accident. It's not some weird, wait, did we miss a reel? It's, it's there. Yeah, it all just feels so organic. And even though The World's End, it's it's kind of long. Oh, really? I didn't feel that length at all, because I was having so much fun. I think it's around two hours, I want to say. And and Hot Fuzz was, was kind of long, too. And I think in Hot Fuzz, you can feel the length at times. It, it There are a couple scenes where it does feel, feel like it's dragging a little bit. Yeah, that one's actually my least favorite of the Cornetto trilogy. I prefer Shaun of the Dead. I, th- I think it's probably neck and neck yeah. for me. The World's End, though, it's longer than most comedies, mm-hmm. I feel like. But it just, the pacing is so well handled that I didn't care, you know, and I, I didn't notice. And I just kind of wanted to stay in this world with these characters and follow them from one adventure to the next. It is so wacky. It is so much fun. It's goofy. But it's also really dark at times and really serious. But it's really smart about it. It's very smart. And, and you know, I, I complained a little bit a few minutes ago about the subtext of your next. I'm still processing the ending of The World's End. And I'm trying to figure out what exactly Edgar Wright is trying to say with this movie. Just about human nature and about people. And... There's a part of me that's a little bit bothered by some aspects of it, and then there's another part that thinks, well, that's intentional, and it's kind of brilliant the way he's handled it. Uh, so we'll, we'll talk about that more in part two. But Yeah, I think a lot of the, the themes that are brought up in World's End are a lot more deeper than most comedies get into. Right. The thing is, it's, it's really interesting because the movie ended, and I wasn't sure if this is ultimately a happy movie or not. I, I couldn't figure out, is this an optimistic film or a very, very pessimistic film? I can't decide. And that's kind. I kind of like that. But it was funny. <laughs> it's very funny. Even when it gets super dark, it's very, very funny. So I would highly recommend that people check out The World's End. Yes, I would too. Just because, you know, there are a lot of movies out there about drinking and about partying. And we've, we've discussed some of them here on Cinema Fix. Uh, I remember... Uh, a year or two ago, Frank and I hated Project X. Uh, Monica, you and I talked about Spring Breakers and how that movie deals with issues of related to partying and drinking and hedonism. And The World's End covers some similar things. And it's, it's just – it's nice to see a movie about vices mm-hmm. that is smart and adult mm-hmm. about it. Because I feel like Hollywood usually doesn't take – Things like that very maturely. Yeah, if you're over 35 and drink, you will always be an alcoholic in Hollywood. Well, also, I feel like so much of Hollywood is aimed at that, you know, 13 to 35-year-old demographic. And so much of modern blockbuster movies are about excess and escape. And yeah, go drink all you want, go party, go have all the sex you want. 
look at these hot actresses and these hot actors, and it's all very much a, a surface look at, at things mm-hmm. like that. And The World's End, I was actually really surprised at how honestly and how deeply it explores issues like that. And it, and it kind of really takes a hard look at alcoholism and nostalgia, which is another thing that's been infecting Hollywood a lot lately. Which I'm I'm so excited to talk about. Yeah. So, yeah, there's just a lot of really great stuff going on in this movie. Even though this is supposedly the end of the Cornetto trilogy, I'm hoping that this gang will get together again in the future, just because I feel like with each movie, they're improving. Yeah, I kind of hope it's kind of like a force that can't be stopped. Like, they'll go, they'll take a break, they'll do their independent projects, but then they'll realize, you know, we should get the band back together and do a new thing. And and Simon Pegg, you know, his career's kind of blowing up right now. He's in Star Trek. Yeah. There are rumors he might be in Ant-Man. Uh, so mm-hmm. so he his career's really blowing up right now. And I, I gotta say, his performance in The World's End was kind of astounding to me. I, I definitely think it's his most nuanced performance that I've seen. And I really, I think he steals the show even from, from quote unquote, more serious actors that they place around him. Well, it's an interesting thing because his character is almost the complete flip of what he usually, what he was in the rest of the Cornetto trilogy, where he played the straight man to Nick Frost's fool. And in this one, Nick Frost is the a straight man while Simon Pegg plays the fool. Right, right. But he he doesn't play it in this very cartoonish way. Or rather, there, there are times when he does. Yeah. And it's really hilarious. But then he's also capable of just these really more serious, more nuanced moments. And I, I was just really impressed with him in this film. I, I didn't think he had this kind of range in him. Uh, and I've always liked him, but he, he just he just really blew me away in this movie. And Nick Frost is great as usual. Yeah. Usually, you're right. I think when when we think about these movies, we're used to thinking of Nick Frost as kind of the goofy, funny one. Yeah. And he does have some some pretty funny moments in this film. But man, Simon Pegg somehow managed to overshadow him. Anything else you want to say about The World's End before we talk spoilers in part two? No, let's get into spoilers. I really recommend people go see World's End. Yes, I highly recommend people go check out The World's End and pretty much anything directed by Edgar Wright. Yeah, I'd recommend that too. (laughs) Finish Spaced. What's wrong with you? I'll have to do that. I'll finish Spaced. Everyone, if you haven't seen Shaun of the Dead or Hot Fuzz or Scott Pilgrim, Go watch those, especially Scott Pilgrim. Not enough people have seen Scott Pilgrim. That movie didn't get enough love when it came out in theaters. Seriously, yeah. Go check that out. All right, that'll wrap it up for part one of our episode on Your Next and The World's End here on Cinema Fix. Don't forget to tune into part two of our discussion for a much more in-depth look at the films. And don't forget to tune in next week when we'll be discussing Getaway. Oh, good. Nothing like uh, Ethan Hawke and Selena Gomez. Gomez. I wonder if, if this will be like a sequel to Spring Breakers. Somehow I doubt it. Is it like that Nick Cage movie where he played the devil, Ghost Rider? <laughs> or what was it? Drive Angry. I wanted to be a C- Drive Angry, Drive. starring Ethan Hawke and Selena yeah. Gomez. 
Oh, man. All right. We'd love to get your feedback on the show. You can email us at cinemafix at filmgeekradio.com or comment on the website at filmgeekradio.com. You can also subscribe to the show through iTunes. So if you like this episode, please write us a review. That would really help us get the word out about the show. You can also donate to us through the website. We really appreciate your help. And don't forget to check out other great shows on Film Geek Radio, including The Thin Place, Avenging Angels, Navigating the Newsroom, and The Nerdy Projectors. Monica, where can people find you online? People can find me online on Twitter and Tumblr at MCASTI Movies. That's M-C-A-S-T-I Movies. And you can also find my reviews reposted on the Boston Online Film Critics Association website at BOFCA.com. And this week I uh, kind of made my review on the Boston Globe. So that was exciting. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Congratulations. I'm a big kid now. Yeah, made it into the Globe. I'm Andrew Johnson. You can find some of my writing at patheos.com and moviemezzanine.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at writerandrew. If you do follow me, be sure to send me a message and let me know you're a listener, and I will follow you back. That'll wrap it up for this episode. I'm Andrew Johnson. I'm Monica Castillo. And have fun this week in Thailand Cinema. This has been a Film Geek Radio production. Film Geek Radio! Yeah!